Ladies and gentlemen, to the Dropouts Podcast. I am Hunter, and I am joined by my buddy JT. What's up, man? What is going on, my brother? And How about our dogs? Living life, loving the dogs, man. Week six is here. Week five coming, gone. Georgia took care of business, man. Big time. And oh, yeah. yeah admittedly better than I even anticipated. I think it's better than really – well, I mean, there was there was a lot of picks, and a lot of people had different scores, you know. Of course, yeah. and we, you know, we gave our scores out. Um, majority of the people thought that Arkansas was going to score, actually, uh, put some points on the board. And I mean, who would have thought we would have just yeah. dominated completely and just shut them out like that? My score prediction was actually thirty-eight, thirteen, so yeah. th- thirty-seven to nil. That's not yeah. bad. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, um, you know, a lot of people thought Arkansas was going to win, especially Arkansas fans. Hey, I get it. You guys are excited. I don't have a problem with you being uh, excited about your team and believing in your team. But some of y'all really, really took it to the extreme, saying, oh, yeah, Arkansas is so much better of a team. Who has Georgia played? <laughs> and then you realize very quickly why Georgia is ranked the way they are. Man, they took it they took it to another level. And like you said, you know, good that they're, that they're there or have been there, you know, I mean, right. Cause it's been a long time since they've been even considered, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but Sam Pittman, you know, of course we love him. Um, but yeah, they were really, really out of hand there for a while. And yeah. you really, you don't, you don't hear nothing out of them now. And it got that way quick. Like, it never really felt like Arkansas was going to do anything. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. We had the first drive. We marched it on the field, got in the end zone really easily. On their first two plays, they couldn't even get the ball off because it was two false oh, starts. Yeah. Credit yeah. that to Dog Nation showing up and being elite. I mean, y'all, a noon game? That environment? Are you serious? Did you did you see the thing that they put out? Um, I think it was Holly Rowe uh, put it out about the decibel uh, levels. Yeah, that she was at Penn State, you know, for the whiteout, and I think it was like 106 decibels. That's yep. at night, mm-hmm. and a noon game in Athens, and we're throwing out over 110 decibels. Y'all wrap your mind around that. For those of you who don't really know what that means, that is significant. Huge. For a noon game. You guys don't understand. That's not usually what happens at a noon game. That means those people in the stadium, those fans, those students, were easily up early that morning, fired up. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I'm thinking about it right now. It gives me chills. Because the crowd absolutely affected that game. Oh yeah, there was a there was a video put out on it, and it was electric. It's, yeah. It was so electric. But yeah, it got out of hand quick for Arkansas. Um, 
you know, once Dan Jackson blocked that punt and Zamir White fell on it for the touchdown, it that game was over. There, that's well, it. I, you know, when the fir- the first two the first two plays from scrimmage that Arkansas had mm-hmm. with the false starts. Yep. Yeah. I I really felt in my gut right then, Hunter. I, I really felt I was like, man, I said they're they're not ready. They're they were out of sorts. TJ Jefferson didn't know what to do. You know, how many how many comparisons to Cam Newton do we hear about KJ Jefferson coming into Athens or coming into that tons. Game? Yeah, tons. Tons. And I'm not that's not knocking KJ Jefferson folks. He's a good athlete. But he did not. He could not operate under that offense, on that defense against yeah. it. You know what I mean? That's not. That's not a knock on him, guys. And this whole, I would like. We're going ahead and get the Georgia talk out the way. That's fine by me. Um, we can get back into it later. I'm well, no, I, I we go ahead and knock it out, man, because it was it was exciting. It really was. It was. It was very yeah, it exciting was. to see because this Georgia team is just special. We keep saying that they're different. This one just feels different. It, it doesn't feel like these these kids are looking ahead. Um, there's some things I want to mention and as we go through this and why they're special, but there's a mentality that this team has. And they did a little expose on them before the game, and Kirk Herbstreet sat down with a bunch of the core members of our defense, and they keep using the word connection. They love each other. They're playing for each other. They're not mm-hmm. playing for the NFL. I mean, of course they are, but there's something bigger happening now at Georgia than probably what me and you have seen in a long time, Jay. Oh man, it's it's been a long, long time since I've seen a defense like this. Probably, you know, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go um, I'm gonna go off the limb here, man. I mean, this is probably the best defense I've ever seen. At this Georgia. is 100 percent the best defense I've seen at Georgia. And, and I've I, been I've been watching Georgia for for a long time. I mean, not yeah. you know I'm not a I won't say I'm a an old guy. I mean, I'm I'll be 50 you know, next year, but, mm-hmm. uh, I've been watching the dogs for a long time, man. And, and this is by far the best defense I've ever seen. Yeah. I agree with at you. UGA. Well, the offense is serviceable right now. Like, you know, um, Stetson Bennett as the starters taking care of business. He only threw 11 times and, you know, by and large did okay. He still had that head scratcher where he tried to toss it up for an interception. Luckily they didn't catch it. Uh, but you know what? Do it man? right in the guy's hands, man. Yeah, and he you just know dropped what? it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not going to dump on Stetson Bennett, man. I can't think of another person who's given more to that university. When the, when you know, when that football team asks of Stetson Bennett, he gives. That's a yes. team player. So you will not hear me gripe about it. If he starts against Auburn, cool. That means Kirby trusts him, and so will I. Um, is he going to make mistakes? Probably. He probably is. He's going to do some stuff that makes him, oh, wow, he's a really good football player, right? Then he's going to do some stuff like, man, come on, what are you thinking? What did you do that yeah. for? Maybe not. Maybe he's patient. That's what me and you talked about earlier today, how patient Todd Munkin is with his play calls. You know, that's been probably the biggest difference in Georgia's offense. Not yeah. just the players we got. The players do make a difference. But the scheme and how patient Todd Munkin is, I mean, he really is patient. He doesn't try to get Wait. in too big a hurry. You know, it's 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 funny, Hunter, because you know when he got hired, we both agreed that this was an exceptional hire. Right. Um, we we loved his his offense, um, his offensive mindset. Um, but given him now, because a lot of people a lot of people were getting him getting on him last year, 
a lot of people were getting on him about, you know, ah, this is, you know, this is Bobo 2.0. I mean, we're running the ball, you know, nothing's working. We're running the yeah. ball. Um, but I'm going to tell you, it's to, for him to have, you know, a season under his belt and mm-hmm. have a, you know, a, a whole year season of practice yeah. with these kids. Um, we're finding out what Todd Munkin can really do with an offense. Yes. And it is a beautiful thing to watch. And keep in mind, folks, we have not seen even close to what his playbook looks like. Because, I mean, oh, it's, no. it's been very dialed back because Stetson is limited. You know, as big a fan as we are of Stetson, and um, he is limited, right? But mm-hmm. – We've got some. We got so many skill. We got so many players on the field, man. Darnell's back. He may not be a hundred percent, but he's back. Made a yeah. huge difference in the run game in terms of run blocking. I mean, just it was phenomenal. Our offensive line yeah. took a step forward against Arkansas. And you know what? This narrative, and we knew this was going to happen. People saw it coming. You can see this kind of nonsense from a mile away anymore. Arkansas was coming in. Oh, number eight team in the country, top ten. You know they're going to go in there and they're going to push Georgia around. They're really physical, really big. And they were. They are. Yeah. Really big, really physical. They're a good football team. But now that we beat them, oh, well, they're overrated. Shut up. That's what I got to say to you. If you really believe that, stop it. I'm going to tell you, man, our offensive line was blowing them off of the ball. They were. And that was something me and you have talked about ad nauseum up until that game. Like, man, we're just not moving these lines. We, I mean, mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. Our offensive line is not – creating the space they're not creating lanes they're not blowing people off the ball well that narrative changed last saturday not only were they getting you know just just getting the the push right there in the Mm -hmm. trenches when the guys would get into the second level man i mean it was it was like a bulldozer man they were just plowing just Mm -hmm. just making holes here making holes there um it was beautiful i mean and and it's it's we we figured because we talked about this. We knew that it was coming. Mm-hmm. We we knew that they were too good for for this not to happen. And now we're we're seeing it. We're yeah. we're seeing the we're seeing the pieces of the puzzle finally getting together on that offensive line, and they're really beginning to gel. Um, can we tell? You know, completely from one game. You know, was Arkansas just that bad? Are we played that good? Um, I don't think Arkansas was that is that bad. I just talked. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that they were that bad. Um, I, I just think that our offensive line just finally they're they're they figuring they're, it out. They're figuring it out. And you yes. know what else helped that? We just talked about him. Darnell Washington out there blocking. Brock Bowers blocking. Guys, listen. If you're if you're blitzing, I don't care. If you're blitzing, you're five foot eleven, hundred ninety pound linebacker, and Darnell's the one picking him up. He's not getting through. He's just not. Yep. You know what I mean? Jermaine, Jermaine Burton had some great blocks on the outside, yes, he did. too. The, guys, I the, mean, these these skill players were sold out with the blocks, Jay. Yes. If it wasn't Brock, it was John Fitzpatrick. If it wasn't him, it was Darnell Washington. Or if it was both of them. Or, like you said, Jermaine Burton. You yep. know, these guys are blocking. And it's working. Absolutely. And, you Absolutely. know, heaven help if, we, if Georgia figures out the run game. And you know what I mean? We don't always have to lean on the pass. Of course, we're going to pass, especially when JT comes back. We're still going to pass with Stetson. 
But yeah. we talked about it earlier today, man. You know, there's there's just there's so many ways, especially within the Todd Munkin scheme, that you know he gets really creative with and and takes what the uh, the defense has given him. Yeah, I and, think the further we go, I think the further we go into the season, I think you know we're we're gonna have to throw the ball more than eleven times, obviously. Sure. Well, I mean, do we? Are we going to have to? Because I mean, yeah. are, are we? We're not going to have to against Kentucky. We're just not. We may have to throw no. the ball that we did against Arkansas. But you, when we get when we get to the Florida game, we're going to absolutely have to throw it more than hundred percent. But are we though? Absolutely. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Are we? Because I, listen, I didn't see anything against Kentucky that makes me think. Hmm. Now you know you got to give them credit for the way they played physical against Bama. So maybe there is you know we are going to have to throw the ball a little more. Yeah, but at the same time, we have four running backs that are starters. Anywhere else they go, oh yeah, yeah, and they're always fresh. And Zamir White is finally hitting his stride, man. He is hard to stop. That super ridiculously athletic play he made, where he, his knee just kind of hovered for a second over the ground when, and dove into the end zone. Uh, when when he planted, yeah, he kind of got knocked off balance a little bit, and then when he planted, when he was kind of stretched out. I, I was like, oh my gosh, please don't, you know, not a knee or anything like that. Because it looked, it looked just like, it looked just like something, you know, hyperextension, you know, something, something like that, that, that somebody would tear an ACL or something. Oh, if that was was me, I'd have blew out everything from the knee down. Man. Yeah. Y'all had to pick my leg up. When he, when he did that and he got back up, I was like. Man, that's 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 strong right there. That's pure that strength strong. and athleticism. And guys, y'all got to remember, this is a guy. This is a man that came back from two ACL injuries and surgeries, and one in each knee, and he's able to yep. do that. That's a testament, not only to Zamir White, right? That is, that's a hundred percent testament to Zamir White and his determination and his body and how he takes care of his body. But it's also a testament to Ron Corson and that UGA medical staff. Yeah, that's that's amazing to me. Now everybody's different, right? But yeah, um, Georgia did excellent, thirty-seven to zero, completely shut out. Second shutout in a row. In the past two weeks, JT, we have outstored our opponents ninety-nine to nothing. Hey, wow. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, let's make it three shutouts in a row, man. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I think it's going to be a tall order going. In. If if Auburn was coming to Athens, I would be more inclined to say that. But you you just don't know, man. This defense is is dialed in. I keep. We're jaded Georgia fans. We talked about this earlier today too. We're just waiting for something to come around the corner and then be like, them kind of just go flat. And we're like, man, what's going on? But I don't know. Again, this yeah. team just feels different because how do I know that? Why am I saying that? Because they played just as hard against Vanderbilt as they did against Clemson. Mm-hmm. They played just as hard against UAB as they did against Arkansas. There was no playing down. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. It was hard nosed football. We got a job to do. Here's our objective. Let's go get it done, and that's what they did. I think they had. I, I was listening to um, uh, Dog Nation Daily, and uh, I was listening to an interview they had with Channing Tindall, mm-hmm. and and he 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 basically. I mean, he described it perfectly. The mentality of this defense is is they think that every game is a championship game. Yeah, and and that's what that's what the way they want to play it, and that's the way you, you have know. to play it nowadays. You really do. And what oh, happens? Absolutely. What happens when you don't? You lose to Kentucky. Yeah, and that's not absolutely. a knock on Kentucky. And on Kentucky, so let's go to that game, Jay, because 
we, we both have an opinion on this game. Um, and we share the opinion, you know, and, and this, this loss, and if you're a Florida fan, disclaimer, guess what? We're not going to be nice about this. We've already not been nice about this, okay? Because this, if you're really honest with yourself and you are a Florida fan, you got to look at this and be like, all right, what the hell? Well, it's inexplicable to me. That's an inexplicable loss. Florida on paper is the more talented team, right or wrong? Absolutely. Yes, they no are. No question. They hundred no percent are. Kentucky. It was. Oh man, it was. It was painful. Well, I'd say you know not painful. I guess because I mean I was wanting Kentucky to win. Oh, it wasn't painful for me to watch it. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is is it was painful watching them just flop. I mean they had what eight opportunities right there nine. inside eight or nine yeah was it nine yeah it was something like that he doesn't right matter. in right inside the ten yard line I mean yeah and, come you can, and, on, and the man. offensive genius can't figure out how to get him in the end zone yes F- and fifteen the, penalties the yeah the offensive genius who wants to beat you in a foot race or a sprint or, or thumb uh, wrestling or thumb wrestle put a pickup game of basketball he'll 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 you know give you elbow to the eye yeah i mean couldn't he couldn't figure it out he could not figure it out and listen guys if it seems like we're dumping on dan mullen here it's because we are because and here's some reasons why we're going to talk the same way about it or run and we're just gonna be you know what i mean we really are because let's look at this Dan Mullen, after the game, was asked in the press conference. And I, I love the fact he was asked this question because he's so big on this whole, how far apart are you from Bama? Oh, we're two points. We're six points. We're that close. Right? Those are the metrics he likes to throw out there. So oh, yeah. a reporter asked him, hey, were you out coached today? And his response was, oh, no, no, no. We we had 382 yards and they had 211 yards. Uh, What? <laughs> does he does he not understand how football I guess shut it down yeah give them the W they had more yards yeah but let's let's te- there's two things here one Jay is the fact that yeah Florida had 382 yards Kentucky had 211 and Florida lost yep think about you that. still still got the big L there Danny boy that's what I'm saying think about that if that doesn't trouble you if that alone Take Dan Mullen's goofy clown nature out of it. If that alone, you you more than doubled. I mean, you almost doubled what Kentucky did offensively, right? And you lost. Here's here's my thing with 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 the with the mullet man. Uh huh. If he would only just 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 a little bit, if he would just own up, take a little responsibility. For his mess ups, mm-hmm. or you know, the wrong play calls, or you know, anything like that. If he would just fess up to it and just own it, and say, "Hey, you know, yeah, I've got to do better. My staff's got to do better." Um, yeah, they, you know, they 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 didn't get they didn't you know get us in the total yardage, but. It, Regardless of that, I mean, it's, we, we still lost. Do you know what the correct answer is to that question that, that reporter asked him, Jay? Coach Mullen, were, Which, you, were you out Were you out coached today by Mark Stoops? Yep, I was. All he, yep. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. All he had to do was say, yes, I was. Yep, he got, they yes, got I us was. today. They were the better football team today. 
Yeah, just and, simple things like that. And you know what? He doesn't even have to mean it. Deep down, he doesn't even have to mean it. But that's what that's the reality. If, Kentucky I, I wanted would, that I, more. If, if 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 somebody has a chance, if if they have some time on their hands, like I think it's twenty five minutes long, listen to his press conference. Oh God, no! Don't don't do that to them. From, don't do that from to the him. fourth. From the fourth. <laughs> don't do. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Don't do that to him. It's terrible. I, I, it's 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 comical. Everything in it is comical. Yeah, I know. It, and, and listen, and we're not saying anything, JT. We're not we're not talking out of pocket here. Florida's own media, the media that covers the Florida Gators, are looking at Dan Mullen saying, "Bro, you are just not. You're, the culture he has created there is one of what you said earlier. To your point, not of accountability. Yes, not a, not even close. Just like last year when they got blew off the map against Oklahoma." What was he saying? Oh, well, our, our last game was the SEC Championship. You know, this is the 2021 team you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, yeah, you know, we came out here flat and just flat got outplayed. They beat us mm-hmm. up. You know, and I want to take back to this. I'm going to give an example of why this kind of stuff's important. Remember when Georgia lost to Auburn in the regular season 2017? Yes. 40-17 game, got our, just got our lips beat off. Yeah. When Kirby was asked about the comment that Gus Malzahn made after the game, oh, we beat the dog crap out of him. Remember that? Yep. Kirby was asked about that. You know, hey, how you feel about those comments? And he said, well, listen, when you when you whip us like you whip us, you deserve to talk. You you have the right to talk that way. That's exactly right. You got whatever, whatever you want to say. You got the right to do it. Is a coach who had just owned it. And even before that, the post-game presser, he said, yeah, you know, we just got whipped. You know, that falls, and that falls on me. And, and and what we were talking about earlier, you know, you, you fake it. Yeah, Kirby said that, but you know, and and as well as I do, it was eating Kirby up inside. 100% and he could was. not. He could not wait but for another chance against them. In that game, if we're using that game as an example, and truth be told, they did. They completely pushed our heads in, man. You know, we did not oh, play yeah. good. They bullied us around. They tore us up. Yes. And Kirby knew it, they and he did. said it. But you know what? We flipped the strip on, in, on the SEC championship game. We took it to him, And we all know how that worked out, 28-7. to yep. uh, But that's not about that game. What we're saying here is, folks, the dude's got to take some responsibility, but he won't do it. He refuses to do it. And it, it, it's just incredibly hard to take him serious. But, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's really close. Um, and believe it or not, my wife, she, I mean, she's got a degree in psychology, uh-huh. so she knows a lot of this stuff. Um, she was sitting there and she was listening to, I, I had it, I had it on my, on, on speaker, uh-huh. on, on listen to it on my phone and she come in and sat down and she was like, is that Dan Mullen? And I'm like, yeah. And she said, oh my God, he sounds like a complete narcissist. Yeah. I don't like, doubt it. He's. He's never he's never wrong. Mm-hmm. It, you know, nothing is ever his fault. You know, I mean, I'm I like, did, ah, I you did. know, I can kind of I can kind of see that. Yeah, and I listened to that press conference you're talking about, and it was just terrible. It was god awful to listen to. But I, I wanted to hear what you were citing about one of the questions that are before. Uh, but he did say yeah we had 15 penalties and that's on me that's on me for not having a mental but he still said it was a mental listen guys let's let's be clear 
Kroger Field in Lexington is not Death Valley. It's not Sanford. Now, that's not to say it wasn't crazy. It was. It was a crazy environment. Yeah. But this team has been in crazy environments before. This was just an undisciplined, unprepared team that did not want to be there. They thought they were going to go in there and thump Kentucky with relative ease, and they got proven. Hey, because listen, let's be clear. Kentucky was not great. No, 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 no. I mean, this is what, they're, they're the first time that, that they beat Florida since 1986? At home, in, yeah. In Lexington. But this is the second time they beat Dan Mullen in four years. Yeah, that, that, that's an issue. You know, <laughs> did you know how many times Muschamp lost to Florida? I mean, Kentucky? Zero. Yeah. Jim McElwain, how many times he lost to Kentucky? Zero. Before Dan Mullen got on the scene, it had been 30 years before Kentucky beat Florida. And now it's happened twice in four years. But we keep talking about Dan Mullen being one of the premier coaches in college football, one of the top two to three coaches in the SEC. It's laughable, folks. He's 2-29 and 29 against top ten competition. What about that, says Elite? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that narrative right there is already falling apart. You've got national pundits saying the same thing. Like, how elite really is he if he can't even win consistently against teams he should be blowing out the water? And he should have. He should have. They should have blown Kentucky out the water. That's why we picked him to win. We mean you and, both. You know, and, the, and I know the Florida fans are going to come back and say, well, we beat y'all last year. Yeah, we beat y'all last year and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you and, did. You beat a wounded, stumbling Georgia team. Nine nine players out. Yeah. Starters. Mm-hmm. Nine of them out. So we can um, keep going back to that. But I you know, it's it, like I told you earlier, um and not not to not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but toot away, my friend. Hey. When he came into Florida, we sat down and and you asked me, you what do you think about what do you think about this? I mean, do you think he's you think he's because he, you know, he's. We liked him when he was at Mississippi State. I thought he was. I thought he was decent. A decent. I didn't coach. like him. I think he's always been a goober. Well, he's a, he's a goober. My yeah. my wife calls him my my wife calls him a clothes hanger because the way his head yeah. like is in front of his shoulders. <laughs> it's like a it's like a clothes hanger. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. But uh, yeah, I was like. He's he's not he's not the man for this job. He's just not. He he's, wants to be in the gonna, he, he wants to be so very clearly wants to be in the NFL so bad. He can, if he's going to be in the NFL, Hunter, he has got to learn to take some damn responsibility. Oh no, that's not going to happen, dude. These players in the NFL would eat him alive. Let's just he be will, clear. Yes, and I, I may be dead they will wrong. Run over him. I could be dead they will wrong. Run over him, and he can get himself an NFL job, maybe as a coordinator, and just completely excel. I just don't nah. think so. I just don't nah. think so, man. Um, especially not as a head coach. He probably might be a good coordinator in the NFL, but as a head man, dude, he shopped himself two years in a row. No one wants him. I don't think he. I don't think he can do it as a coordinator because he can't own up to any mistakes that he makes. And yeah. you know that you know an NFL head coach is not going to put up with that. Well, that and you know, let's let's be honest though. You know, or a, a, wide, a wide receiver like, like Julio Jones is he going to want somebody like coaching him up, telling him he did wrong? No. You know, you've yeah. seen how that works. Then that's. Dan Mullen's okay with that. He's okay, but that's why he was smiling after the loss going to midfield. I'm sorry, guys. If he's if you're truly the competitor he says he is, 
Like, hey, you know, during that press conference, JT's talking about, go listen to it. The reporter asked him, have you lost your competitive edge? He said, no, no, if we're running laps or if we're run, out running, I'm going to I'm gonna lap you. I'm going to speed up. If we're playing pickup basketball, I'm going to throw an elbow in your eye if you're winning and I'm losing. That's how competitive he is. That's how, that was a stupid answer he gave. But so then stupid. you just lost to an unranked team that you have not lost to and not field since 1986, and you're smiling? Bro, I'm not going to be smiling. And you heard what his you heard what his response to was that, you know I'm I'm sure that if you've got the camera on me you know at yeah. any time during the game and you know multiple times you know I, I'm I, you know you'll catch me doing a whole lot of different things yeah well the, I'm like golly except man. beating Kentucky the camera never caught that so I mean just just say just say yeah I ran on the field uh, yeah I was smiling I wasn't smiling because we lost I was just smiling mm-hmm. at Mark because you know we have a good good rapport, good no. relationship, you know, as far as coaches go. And uh, I was I was smiling because, like, it was a it was a defeat smile. Like, man, you really whipped my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, say something like that. I don't, don't think come he out. was – yeah. I don't Jeez. think he was smiling because he lost. I think he was smiling because he doesn't care, guys. He does not want to be in Gainesville. His, his body language really – when he's, he's at checking. the podium, when he's at the podium and he, they're asking him questions, you can look at his body language. And body language says a lot, Hunter. It says a lot yeah, it when, does. You're, when you're standing in front of people. And his body language was exactly what you said. It was like, I don't really give a shit. Well, he I, comes I'm, across. I'm done. He comes off so disingenuine. Is that the word right, right way to say that? Disingenuine. He's, he comes across not genuine. Like it, yeah. it, it, it's very forced, very fake. And all right, it, it, we everybody knows we don't like Florida. We don't like Dan Mullen. I, you know what I mean? We're, we. I don't want to waste the whole show talking about this clown, but listen, guys, listen, if you're a Florida fan, look at this objectively. Read the reader boards, okay? Read the the Florida Gator Twitter. There's no one sticking up for this guy. Most of y'all have yeah, enough. They're, yeah, they're done. Me yeah, personally? A lot, of, a lot of the fan base is done. Me personally, I hope he never leaves. Yeah, I want him, I want him to stay. Keep Life, him, lifetime him, contract. Keep yeah, absolutely. Yep, so take responsibility. Ed Orgeron did the same thing after his loss to Auburn. LSU was a very, very bad football team, and they lost to Auburn for the first time since like 1999 or something like that mm-hmm. in Death Valley. In Death and Valley, yep. Ed Orgeron has nothing to say other than blaming his team. Never took a single ounce of um, responsibility or accountability for it. Quite frankly, Ed Orgeron's tenure at LSU is probably over with. I don't think he's going to make it through the season, if I'm honest. I just don't. It's uh, he's 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 walking a very thin line, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he, like you said, you know, not taking any responsibility, right. blaming the team, and that's very that's very unedo like. I don't know, man. That 2019, yeah, he was very endearing. He was fun to listen to. He was funny. Then 2020 rolls around. I was like, all right, this dude's getting old. And then this year's like, all right, this dude's really getting old. Like all the I've always terrible I've, stuff. I've always, always, always wondered if he was that great of a coach. No, I think that's Joe always Brady, been that's always been the question in my mind. Joe Brady was that team in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Joe and, Brady and that's what and yep. the, that talent of wide receivers and Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, they just caught lightning in a bottle, man, and it had nothing to do with that up. Nothing. Well, and you remember you remember after that season was over. Mm-hmm. I, I I I said myself, I was like, well, I guess now we're going to find out 
how good Ed O and his staff really you did. is. You did, yeah. And I and, stood up for Ed O. I thought, yeah, you know, I think he's good, but no, I was wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been yeah, it's been kind of nightmarish for poor old Ed O. I can't think of another team in my history of watching college football that won a national championship one year and had just such this hard precipitous drop the way LSU did. I mean, it was like a steep off the cliff reset. You yeah. know what I mean? And you know, then you got all the, the the scandals that's happening, and then people transferring out. Eric Gilbert leaves. He didn't like it there. Yeah, I mean, it's just been ah, it's, it seems like a very toxic situation that's not going to get any better until Ed Orgeron's gone. And quite frankly, I, again, I, Jay Boy has has been playing this tune from the Jay Boy Show. Jake Crane from the yeah. Jay Boy Show, just like uh, he said about Kentucky beating Florida. Matter of fact, we had three guests on a couple at the beginning of the season. Jamie Goodman from Dogcast, Graham Coffey from Dog Sports Live, and Jay, Jay Crane from J-Boy Show. And all three of them told you that Kentucky was going to beat Florida. And now you've got J-Boy saying the same thing about Ed Orgeron and his time at LSU is very limited. I just, yeah. I just don't think he survives the season. If he does, yeah. he won't be back for 2022. You can probably rest assured of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. All right, man, let's look at some of these picks. We actually didn't do bad. I finally got you. By one game. Okay. We both picked Georgia to win against Arkansas. We got our wish, 37-0. to zero. UT and Mizzou, no one saw this coming. It was like 612-4 to four or some kind of weird score. <laughs> it was just un, unreal and breathtaking how little defense Mizzou has. Mizzou is garbage. Well, you picked them to win, and I did not. I actually picked Tennessee to win and cover, and boy, did they. Yeah, they yeah, they did, did. In, in, like, enormous fashion, like, from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we both picked Bama to beat Ole Miss. Admittedly, I thought Bama would win and cover the 14-and-a-half-point uh, spread. However, I did not think it'd be that bad because it was 42-21 to 21 or something like that. Yeah. But Bama, man. The, 20, the 21 was not indicative of that game. No, Bama pretty much manhandled that game. Not pretty much. They did. Yeah. They really did. So we got we both got Bama. Of course, we picked uh, we both picked Kentucky to lose at Kroger Field. They proved us wrong. We both dropped that game. Uh, we both dropped the Texas A and M Mississippi State game. Well, dude, what the frick with Mississippi State? Ah, I don't dude. know what to do with. You know what? I do know what to do with that team. Kick them out. Get them out of here. We got the mm-hmm. true Texas team coming in. That'll piss off some Aggie fans. <laughs> but they lose. They lost to Mississippi State, and this was at College Station. Yeah. I mean, come on. Jimbo's overpaid at this point. Can we all agree on that? It's uh, it's beginning to look, man, just kind of like we were talking last week. You know, we, we're kind of over over the whole yeah, A&M thing. And, and that, that That game last weekend – yeah. That just proved our point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cincy and Notre Dame, we both pinched Cincy to win that game. Cincinnati did. Really, really good win. Probably the signature win for Cincinnati at this point. Even though they were favored, it was still considered an upset. This was in yeah. South Bend. In South Bend. This is a yeah. group of five versus a power five, even though Cincinnati has been playing like a group of five for a couple, two or three years now. Uh, I believe this win, should Cincinnati win out, pretty much has secured one of the four playoff spots. That's the popular narrative. We'll have to see how everything yeah. shakes out, right? But we both pitched Cincy to win. 
Uh, Oklahoma, Kansas State. I went with Oklahoma. You went with Kansas State. Oklahoma does, in fact, win this game. Uh, finally, geez, only took them three times in three, in three years <laughs> to win one. But you actually did drop that one. And then you dropped this one, Auburn. We already talked about Auburn and LSU. I had picked Auburn to win that game in the upset, and they did. They get LSU. It was a struggle win. And let's be clear, guys. These two teams are awful. They're just yeah, not they very are. good. Uh, LSU's worse, obviously. But Auburn's offensive line is pretty much a wet paper bag. It's not good. At all. No, it is not. And if you watch them a little bit, everybody will will find out. Correct. So let's get into some picks, my friend, for week six. Hey, you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about the hot topic before we get into our picks. What's the hot topic? Our old buddy Urban Liar, man. Urban Meyer. Yes. Yes. You know, let's do that. Let's take a short break and come back, and let's talk about Urban. It's been a while. Right. Short break. Yeah. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you sticking around and listening to us. Hey, find us on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, we don't really interact on Facebook, so I don't even want to mention Facebook. Plus, Facebook sucks. Um, <laughs> subscribe to our pod, right, so you can see when we release new banging content, like you're, what you're listening to now. This is a lot of fun. We're going to do it whether you listen or not, so... I'm not going to beg you. Actually, I will. Because That's I, true. <laughs> whenever I do see listens, it surely helps my self-esteem. So, <laughs> Jay, we mentioned before we took the break that we were going to talk about Urban Meyer. Are people still surprised to find out he's a piece of shit? If they're not, man, it just it blows my mind. It's, yeah. I don't understand I, I don't, how he keeps getting hired. It. Was the was the pressure of zero and four getting to him, or uh, I don't you know, know. Is, he, is he having some mental deal going on? You know, is is his head hurting again? Health <laughs> issues coming again? <laughs> I mean, is he going to blame anything on on his health issues? I mean, who knows? Golly, what 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 a doofus, man! Just. Again, just – I don't know the guy personally, but I don't think I have to at this point to understand that his moral compass is broken. He – and for those of you who don't know, if you're not – and you know what? I don't hate Jacksonville. I actually kind of like the Jaguars. I was yeah. really excited that they got Trevor Lawrence. It was a yeah. bit of a head-scratcher to me that they got Urban Meyer to, hit, to be the head coach, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, too, they, they lose – in was it Cincinnati? Yes. Okay. Urban Meyer owns a bar here, bar, restaurant, whatever. They lose. The team goes back to Jacksonville. He stays, according to him, to have dinner with his his family, his grandkids, and then he joins up with some college girls, I guess, college age girls, young girls, at some point in this bar, mm -hmm. and he. There's a picture of him putting this. I don't know, man. It's just so weird. It looked like he had his finger in her ass. He That's was checking her oil. Like yes, he was. Absolutely, he was. Yeah. So and then and I'm like, come on, man. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I couldn't help but laugh when I saw it. I was like, yeah. And uh, 
It is comical. But it, isn't it kind of sad, too? Like, this dude's got some issues. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Hunter, I, I'll tell you right now, um, and I don't know if anybody else has said this or not, but I'm not too sure that that wasn't all that happened. Oh, I don't know. And it, 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 probably not. And truth be told, I could really. I could and, I'm, you know, I, and, and I'm speculating. Yeah. But. But I mean, I, when when you're that kind of person, and th- there was a lot of people def- tr- almost defending Urban Meyer on on Twitter, saying, "Oh, I guess we're just gonna be judgmental and write somebody off after making a mistake." I think Emmanuel Acho said something really weird, like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna put this guy on blast for stuff we do behind closed doors." Uh, Emmanuel, yo, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing behind closed doors, <laughs> but that's not me. Bro, Whoa, like man. you know what I'm saying? Like that was a really I can't weird. He come out and said that. That was a really that, weird take. That is crazy. And it's almost like Emmanuel, bro. <laughs> I mean, are you trying to ask yourself here? I mean, what what are you saying? What's yeah, going what, on? Are, are you is is that your guilty conscience? Yeah, like coming yeah, out or something? <laughs> don't speak for me here, Emmanuel, because that's not what are you doing? That's not me, bro. Wow. Yeah, he said Look, is that. He say, is he saying like all men do that? Or? I don't know. He was just pretty much in a nutshell, and I'm not getting it verbatim or anything here, but it was like, you know, hey, I can't believe we're being judgmental and, you know, uh, pretty much cancel culturing Urban Meyer for stuff we do behind closed doors. I was like, nah, bro. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. No. I don't know what kind of doors you're behind, but that's not what's happening behind mine. That's not. Well, the fun, you know, what, what the funny thing was is when he got back, he got back to Jacksonville, he canceled the team meeting. Yeah. He, he didn't want to confront his team. You're right. He met with them individually in their position meetings. Yeah. And I don't know what player it was. I don't think it was divulge what player it was. Um, but he went in one of those, you know, position meetings and was telling them, you know, Hey guys, you know, this is the deal, blah, blah, blah. And didn't really apologize for it or anything like that. And it was like one of the players, like before the door closed behind him, they busted out laughing like, bro, you, you're, you're crazy. You, you (laughs) lost your mind. And now what kind of respect are they going to have for this coach that they're playing and they're given, you know, blood and sweat and tears for yeah. on Sundays. What kind of respect are they going to give that coach? Yeah, and I mean, the fact that he has to apologize for some people, they can't figure out, why is he having to apologize? He's a grown man. He can do what he wants. You're right, he can. But you know what else he is? He's a head coach for an NFL team. Yes. He's a very public figure. And what you just said, to your point, I ain't talking about the fans. These players have to trust this man. Mm-hmm. And they don't. He does not have the trust of that team. He probably does not have the trust of the brass. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not the head coach of Jacksonville after the season. He may not even make it through the season. I could care less. You know what I mean? I really could. I could care less. What I don't understand is the narrative that, yeah, he'll be back in college. Who is going to hire him and why? And if that is a guy that's on your list, then you yourself are are pretty – I would question your integrity as a program. If that's the kind of guy you'd want to bring in to lead – your college-age kids. Sorry. That's yep. just how I feel about it. I agree. Uh, you know, this was something that he did that he even said he was out with his wife and grandkids. 
But this is, I mean, come on, dude. And, you know, again, I'm not going to knock the guy for, for what he was doing with this girl. That's his business. But you send the team home. You don't go with them. You're their leader. And you mm-hmm. stay back, and this is what you do. He's, he, he's, a, he's a known liar. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he does not, he's just not, I don't know, he's not a savory guy. In, thus, in our, the, in my opinion. thus the urban liar. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the urban cowboy. Yeah, it was. Wasn't that a cool picture? Yeah, it was. So um, I don't even. I don't remember. I don't remember who put that picture out. There. I couldn't I wish tell I could you. It circulated. M- multiple people shared it, and I couldn't tell you. By the time you, I find these things on Twitter, a lot of times I don't see where it originated from, and yeah. no one gives credit anymore. Uh, so, it was well, whoever did it. I, you know, I can't remember the brilliant. name. It was brilliant. I just want to tell you that it was brilliant. It was. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Kudos, kudos. <laughs> Very All right, man. Let's make some week six picks. Okay. We got, because we got about eight or nine games here, maybe even 10. I have to count. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine games uh, to choose from here. So let's choose wisely. We both, I know, are choosing Georgia to win this game. Tell me why Georgia wins this game, JT. Because you know I'm nervous. I, I it's it's just oh, how man. I'm built. I, I don't doubt that Georgia's going to win, but I can't help but be a little bit anxious about this game. Well, I mean, I tried to get you to day drink at work yesterday. And yeah, you, you know, you 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 held up. Yeah, I did held good. up. Didn't do it. You know, I even told you to put it in the Yeti, but you you refused. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> um, for what I'm telling you, folks, I mean, the guy's nervous. He's, yeah, he, that's you know that's why we're yin and yang. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's always he's but, always know, got the skepticism. Admittedly, it's a I wouldn't even call it skepticism. I think it's just a different kind of nervous. It really is. It's a nervous like, boy, this could happen, but it just doesn't seem likely because this team is built different. Now, bro, you were nervous for Arkansas. Too. I was, and I, and I said that at the beginning <laughs> that this, but at the still at the same time, my picks don't reflect my nervousness. You know, because I, I did yeah. pick Georgia to win thirty-eight thirteen. I thought they would handle yeah. business. So. But I think me and you kind of talked about this earlier today, that their offensive line is, is absolute trash. Yes. Bo Nix will not run rampant, not all game, in the backfield like he did against LSU. He's not going to be able to sustain no. that for 60 minutes. Uh, Kirby Smart did make a good point that, you know, a lot of these plays a lot of times last, you know, a few seconds, and then, you know, they're over. Well, Bo Nix has the ability to make these plays last a lot longer, so these corners and safeties are really going to have to be sure they don't let somebody run free and, you know, get down the field like what LSU did. And I expect Auburn to make some plays. I expect them to move the ball on the ground between Tate Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter, both very good running backs. But, again, this is behind an offensive line that is crap. It's – um, I, I'll tell you, it's – what happened against LSU will not happen with us, I promise you. Yeah. Um. We may even see some of Finley. I mean, just just throwing that out there too. Mm. And it's yeah, that's very plausible. Um, I expect them to run the ball, not not effectively, but I expect them to to gain some yards because Jacquez Hunter is he's 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 yeah. a good back. He's averaging uh, about strong. ten yards a carry. Yeah, he's really, really strong. Um, but he doesn't have a lot and, of carries, I don't think. No. 
Tank Bigsby. Uh, talented. I, I'm not not sure if he's a hundred percent yet or not. He's mm. not really running like it. Yeah. Um, you can see him getting a little bit better each week. Right. Uh, but um, what's the other kid? Uh, Shivers. Yeah. Is that? I is think that so. Who it is? I think so. Yeah. That kid. He's he's a little he's a little motor too now. I, I think um, that, I think you're right. They're going to have some success on the ground, and their offensive line is not going to do them any favors. I think just because of the pure athletes that Jarquez Hunter uh, and Tank Bidsby are, they're going to make they're just going to make some plays, but they're not going to be yes. able to do that for 60 minutes. No, 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 no. And I I don't think Auburn can last 60 minutes. Yes, it's in Auburn. Yes, only like 7,000 UGA fans will be there. That's all that was allotted, and there'll be 80,000 Auburn fans, but. Yeah, ain't that some shit? Yeah, that's all right. You know what I mean? This will be a good test, and this will be the first true road game for a lot of these kids. Uh, and that's part of what has me nervous. You know what I mean? But at the same time, again, when you start looking at everything and how Auburn has fared up to this point against the competition that they've played, I just think, I think it's just a complete mismatch. You know, yeah. my biggest question is, can we score on Auburn? And I think the answer is yes. I think with our running attack – while Auburn has a good defensive front, they do, it's not been what the Auburn defensive front has been in the past. Well, uh, I will say I will say this. I will say with as much success as Georgia State had running the ball against them. Yeah, they did. I, Georgia, I see no reason why we're not going to have success in the run game. And I keep going back to the depth that we have with the running yes. backs. Zemir White, James Cook, Kenny Milton, Kenny McIntosh. And that doesn't include, you know, all the, the weapons that we have in the intermediate passing game with Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers and now Darnell Washington. And, of course, we have our our run th- or our deep threats with Jermaine Burton and Justin Robinson if he can catch a friggin' ball. And, you know, we, we've got some guys coming back. There's possibility that we got three receivers coming back, Jay, between Don Blaylock, Arian Smith, uh, and Marcus Rosemary Jackson. Who knows? We'll see. Kirby really does non-committal with a lot of this stuff in terms of yeah. information. but. I do think Georgia wins, and I do think they cover. The spread is at 14.5 right now. My score predictions, 35-10 dogs. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, the dogs will win. Um, yes, they will cover. Um, I don't know if – I don't know if we'll get – I, I want to say that, that we need to get in the 30s. <clears throat> um I just I'm 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 throwing it. I'm looking at more, more along the lines of a uh, 2017 SEC championship score. Um, 28 to seven, 28 ten, something like. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll go I'll go with the uh, I'll go with a 28 uh, 28 seven. 28 um, seven. Yeah, I'll go with that. All right. Uh, I like I just, that. Uh, yeah, I just don't know, man. I just don't know if we're. It, being in that kind of environment, yeah, it's and, gonna be rough. And having and having Stetson in it, you know, the first first real, like huge, huge game, right. like as far as fan base, we talked about this today. You know, the last year's Alabama game, it was in Tuscaloosa. Yes, it was during the COVID part. Yeah. So this the the stands weren't packed. Georgia, Florida, same way. Yeah. Um. So this is his first like 
really going to be packed out stadium. It's going to be loud. It'll yeah. be crazy. So we'll see. We'll see how he handles it. Um, and I really think that our controlling the ball, you know, game management, that's that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just controlling the ball that will that will give him some ease if we can if we can have success running. Uh, I don't want to put it. I don't want to you know have to put it in in his throwing. Um, yeah. Not not to say that he can't make the throws. Well, he's limited. But I just yeah I just don't want to I just don't want to put it. No, in. I agree. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him kind of kind of move around in the pocket i like to see him run oh he more. will he will yeah. yeah he's he's a good athlete he will and um yeah I, I don't know i just think we're i think george is just too much for auburn for 60 minutes yeah i i, I do and but i do think again we're going to go back to the patience that todd munkin has and the fact that this team just has not looked unprepared a single time yet again this is a testament to the leadership that is on that team and i don't mean the coaches i mean the players this is very much yep. a player-led team. Uh, again, if you guys are not following Brooks Austin and his Patreon account, you guys need to because the, the he the, he calls them nugs when he shares his information, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to divulge any of it because it's it, it, it's behind a paywall and this is how he earns his income. So I want you guys to go check this out as well. It's ten bucks a month, guys. Ten bucks a month, please. If you love Georgia, because the content this guy pushes out, not just film studies. Right, he does a, like excellent film studies. He does one for offense, defense after every single game, and he gives you what to expect before the game even happens in terms of how, for example, he's going to do a what to expect tonight for the George Auburn game. How Georgia will attack Auburn based on what Auburn does, and it's just really insightful stuff. And then he gives you these nudges on injuries, injury reports, and then how players are doing and how you know who's playing what position along the offensive line. It's just all kinds of really great stuff. Uh, and some of the stuff he put out today and how this defense operates from a player standpoint was just, it gave me chills. I got to admit, I did share kind of what he said with JT because I had to. It was just too good. It was one of the things that it just, when you're a competitor and you read something like that, it's like, oh, man, he gets you fired up. Oh, yeah. Pretty much just know that this team, especially the defense, is a player-led team. And those teams are some of the best in the. They're just the best of what they do. Oh yeah, so. I, absolutely. I mean, they just they love each other. Um, and it, even that interview, the yeah, the interview that I had with uh, Herbie the other yeah. day. Great. You stuff. know, they were talking about, you know, hey, we trust we trust Nakobe. Whatever call he makes, yep, we're there. Whether it's the wrong call, the right call, whatever, you yep. know, we're gonna love each other regardless. Yep. And uh, and pick him, you know, pick each other up. We're gonna have their backs. And you just you don't you don't see that a lot anymore in just player led, you know. No, and they they even asked them straight up, "Isn't Kobe the leader?" And they'll, yep, yep, he's the guy. You know, just a smart, savvy set of players, and that's not yep. any. There's not any drop off from one to the other. Nolan Smith, Channing Tindall, Adam Anderson, these guys are fantastic. And that doesn't include Jordan Davis, Quay Walker, Trayvon Walker, Jalen Tarter. I mean, geez. Devontae Wyatt, I mean. I will say this. Yes, Devontae Wyatt is an animal. He was fantastic against Arkansas. Just next-level stuff. I will say this. Brooks Austin, and one of the things that he shared with us one of the Nuggets today, he he said something that I agree with. This defense is so special. Enjoy it now because we may never, ever see something like this again because this is so special. This is like 2011 Alabama with their defense. They've not had a defense like that since. They've had good ones. Don't get it twisted. But this defense for Georgia right now is just so special. I don't know how you recreate it. 
It's just, yeah. you know what I mean? This is just what makes this team special. So, Dodge win it. Uh, like I said, I got 35-10. Jay's got 28-7. Let's move on to uh, USC Junior going to Knoxville to play Tennessee. The spread is 10.5 in Tennessee's favor. These these lines may have shifted. I got these earlier in the week. But uh, I'm going with Tennessee here, man. I don't think USC's going to be able to match up. Yeah, I, I, I like Tennessee also, uh, especially coming off of what they did last week. Yep. Um, I think uh, yeah, coming back home, I think their fans are going to be in it. I think I think it's gonna be crazy atmosphere for them. I, I do have a question though about Tennessee. Why are they doing right. those black uniforms? They're awful, uh, awful, awful, man, awful, I, awful. I, I don't know, man. The I don't, smoky I, gray are some of the best alternates in in the country. I'll, I will admit, but these yeah. black, these black ones are terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't like. They, didn't they do black a few like? Well, it's been it's been several years, but I think they did black. Yeah. It looks before. it looks like a hoodie that you or you know it's some Tennessee swag you would get from Ollie's in Knoxville, because they can't sell it in Dexter Academy because it's so bad. It's it's hard to put black and orange together. It's Halloween, man. And it's stupid. It's like Halloween. It's terrible. Yeah. It's it yeah, doesn't look good. There's not even yeah. Halloween is it's so cheesy and just nah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, like, I don't it. like it. Anyway, Tennessee wins that one. And I think they cover ten and a half. I think they cover easily, actually. I don't think they put up sixty two points necessarily. No, that's not uh, what happened. But I do think they cover uh the ten and a half spread. Here's an interesting one. This is a fun one. And I I gotta tell you, I, some of these I struggle with, man. You know. Uh Arkansas is traveling to Oxford to take on mm. Lane Kiffin and his rebels. The line right now is six and a half in favor of Ole Miss. Over and under is at 66, so, you know, this could be a high-storing affair depending on who's storing the points, but it could be a close one too. This could be one of those 34-31 games, you know, down to the wire. I think that's what they're expecting here um, with this line. But does Ole Miss come out swinging and, and, and take this one away from Arkansas? Or does Arkansas come back and say, hey, you know, reassert themselves, as, hey, we're not a joke. We weren't a flash in the pan. We can handle football teams, the good football yeah, teams. So. I mean, does 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 is Pittman able has he been able to pick them up from yeah. from the beatdown last weekend? If 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 they've been if if he can pick them up, if he can get them ready. I think it'll be a great a great game. Um, I do think it'll be a good game. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they face the best defense in the country, mm-hmm. um, and Ole Miss is. Nowhere close to that. No. Um. So I mean, who knows? I'm I'm like you, man. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a toss up. Yeah. Uh. But I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with the home team. Um. I just. I just like you know. I like the yeah. I like the rebels at home. You know, Matt Corral. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Matt Corral's too much for this for for Ole Miss. I do. Yeah. Well, you know, especially I don't know, man, because Archie likes the whole rush three drop eight. You know, so it may be a hard day for, I don't know, man. Lane Kiff is just so good at steaming stuff up. And Arkansas's yeah. defense is good, but they're, I just don't think they have the athletes to compare. So I, I agree with you, man. Me and you's so far, we're in unity, my friend. So I, I got all yeah. this win in that one, too. Just, I just don't, I don't want anybody to, to grab any popcorn this time. Just, just sit back and watch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that kind of backfired on me. <laughs> so let's let's move through these other ones. Some of these not quickly, but you know what I mean. Like the next one is this one's interesting to me. This is LSU going into the vaunted Kroger Field, where dreams go to die. 
Uh, LSU is actually favored in this by three. I don't know, man. I'm going to go straight up to tell you. I think Kentucky wins this. Yeah, big blue all the way, man. Big blue. Coming yeah. off coming off that win against Florida. Yeah. And and they're coming in they're to five their and home oh. field again. Man. Can you imagine yeah. how fired up a Citrino Kentucky is going to be rolling into Athens at 330? Ooh. That's going to be a better game than people realize, man. But I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Kentucky, don't let me down. You know, I'm picking you guys to win this. I did not. I picked against you last week, and I apologize. You proved me wrong, thank God. But here, I, I just think LSU doesn't have what they need to have, man. I think they're deflated. I just, I just don't think they're playing for Edo anymore. Well, that team, that team, that Kentucky team, has, has kind of got the feel of the of the whole. Uh, yeah. Was it 2000? Was it 2017 or 2018 when we uh, took it to them? At Kroger Field. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember, really, honestly, what year that was. But I know what you're saying. I think it was actually yeah. 2017. Yeah. I think or no, was. maybe it was 2018. It was 2018. Yeah. Because that yeah, was, was the first year they beat Mullen. Yeah. That was Mullen's yeah, first year. 2018. Yep. yep. Uh, boy, everything. Yeah. Look at that. That was one of the two that he's lost to Kentucky in four years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't even have to ask you who wins this game. Bama's rolling in the college station. They're going to absolutely skull drag Texas A&M. It's not even going to be close. The line's 17.5 in favor of Bama. I think Bama covers this cover easily. Yeah, gonna, I think they yeah, win this by 21, easy. maybe even by four touchdowns, bro. I mean, that's how serious I think, how bad I think Texas A&M is. I just don't yeah, think they're A&M, Yeah, A&M is going to be bad, man. They uh, – yeah. Even the 12th man is not going to be able to help them. No, so. God, no. All right, so we're leaving the SEC here. We're going into some – well, I don't know. We have the Red River rivalry coming up. Uh, These are two new SEC teams, as it were. Uh, this is an interesting one. i got to be honest with you. O- Oklahoma is favored here by three. Oklahoma's won the last three in a row. Actually, Oklahoma's won seven of the last ten. Okay. The overall series is 62-49 in favor of Texas. I got to be honest with you, man. I think Texas wins this one. I think they get it. I think this becomes Steve Sarkeesian's signature win in year one, and he gets it done, and he, he takes down Oklahoma. Because I'll be honest with you, if they, put the, if, they, if they have to put the game on Spencer Rattler's back, the Sooners, they're not going to win. Yeah. Um. Spencer had Spencer had a good he had a good game last weekend. He did. Uh, so, uh, there again, you know, it's a it's that's another that's another toss up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the Sooners on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you on it. Right. Uh, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game though. I, I really I really think it will be. I think, I think it'll be tight. They're probably you know this game total score is probably gonna be like thirteen hundred points. You know, they, these guys are always high scoring. I think 63 and yeah. a half is actually the over-under, but uh, I don't know if I'd bet the – I don't know. Maybe, no, I don't think I would bet the over. Not the way these offenses are right now. Here's a, here's an interesting one. This is number three versus number four in the country. This is a top-five matchup that's really not getting a lot of attention. This is Penn State going to Kinnick uh, to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa's actually favored by two and a half here. Um I've been back and forth on this one. I'm not sure, and I'm still not sure. I mean, either way I go, I figured out I wasn't sure. So I'm actually going to go with Vegas on this one and, and say Iowa wins this. Because let's be clear. 
neither one of these teams have an offense that's worth a flip. Yeah, you're you're exactly right about that. So this is going to be a low scoring game, and I just I just I don't know. I I don't I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, but I think this is going to be the epitome of Big Ten football. Low, you know, low, uh, just actually. I guess it could be boring game, but I don't know. I got a feeling it's actually going to be a good one, and I think Iowa actually wins this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I was. I think I was got it. Um, especially playing home. Yeah, they're playing in Kinnick. So. Yeah, so it's uh, it's. I think I think the Hawkeyes going to Hawkeyes got a pretty decent defense. They do. Um, so I think that'll. But again, these two offenses between Penn State and Iowa, they're just. Yeah, they're, it's they're yeah, they're not good. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not. Great. Yeah. Uh, a couple other games that really is inconsequential to either one of us, but Notre Dame is going into is Virginia Tech in Charlottesville. I believe it's Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, is it Blattsburg? Yeah. It's one of the Virginias is in there. It's in Virginia. They're at VTech. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame by one and a hook is favored, man. So this is a tempting take here for the upset, but I think Notre Dame actually wins this. What time? What time is the game? Honestly, I don't know. If it's a night like game in Blacksburg, probably. Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tell you, man. Uh, Blacksburg is a tough place to play, and uh, Notre Dame is not good. Um, I, I don't they, know. I don't think they're bad, man. I, because they did they handled business uh, a couple times this year when they you know they beat up Wisconsin, which is more probably the fact that Wisconsin isn't that good. Wisconsin's not good, man. Yeah, but I don't think this is a bad Notre Dame team. They're not a Clemson bad right now. Uh, they're not that bad, but they're they're pretty bad. Yeah. I'm I'm going I'm I'm going with I'm going with the Hershey's man. You're going with B Tech. It is actually yeah. a seven thirty PM. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man, the line is actually dropped. It's actually just a straight up pick 'em. Yeah. If that tells it's, you anything. I'm, man, I'm oh man, I'm regretting my pick now. <laughs> That crowd is going to be so crazy in Blacksburg, man. Oh, man, those horrible-looking uniforms. I hate Virginia Tech's colors. Yeah, they, they're they pretty heinous. Yeah. Anyway, last game. Michigan going to Nebraska. Curiously enough, this line is at three, negative three, favoring Michigan. I expected that line to be more, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I mean, Nebraska is not even ranked. No, and Michigan, by and large, is actually doing pretty good. But They are. it's And they're ranked inside the top ten now. It's a 7-30 game. Again, they're playing at Nebraska, but Nebraska's sitting at 500 right now, the 3-3. Three and three. So, like you said, not great, but I'm just curious as to, why, as to why this line is at three in favor of Michigan, and the overrunner is like 50-and-a-half. I just don't feel like this is a game Michigan is going to lose. Because I've already told you, I think Michigan beats Ohio State this year. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I like Michigan in this game. Um, for some Scott Frost just – I really thought when he came back home to Nebraska, I really thought that he was going to be able to turn that program around. And it has just not happened yet. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. Uh but I, I really, I really like, uh, really like Michigan in the game. I just don't think Scott Frost has got the, 
I don't think he's got the right pieces to the puzzle yet. No. So. No. And I know there's a couple SEC games we didn't talk about, guys. I know Florida goes to Nashville. No, wait a minute. Is it? No, Vanderbilt's actually traveling to the Swamp. This is not a game that Vanderbilt's going to win. Um, I expect Florida to have a get-right game here and pretty much just take it to Vandy. Poor Vandy's going to get yeah. it again. I don't think they blank Vandy. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Vandy scores. But um, let's see what else we got in here. For There were some other, maybe a couple other uh, SEC games I ignored because the slate just, you know what I mean? There were some better ones. Uh, yeah, Missouri takes on North Texas. God knows. Who knows what's going to happen with that. So, but yeah. I'm trying to pick a random game. One that we, I haven't researched, one I haven't even looked at. JT, for me and you to make a pick on because that's fun. So let's do that. Oh, yeah. let's, 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 oh Boise State, BYU. Here we go. Random. Okay. Uh, I know nothing about either one of these teams. I could care less about either one of these teams. BYU is ranked number 10. Uh, they are undefeated, where Boise State is 2-3. and three. This is in Provo. This is being played in Utah. But favored only by six, Brigham Young. That's a little surprising to me, that line. Got to be honest with you, especially with a 2-3 and three team coming in and BYU yeah, being undefeated. That's... Yeah, that's very very surprising. Yeah. Um, I, I sure didn't sure didn't see that that one that one coming. Um, but uh, being a Provo Provo uh, Provo, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with the I'm gonna have to go with the Cougs. Going man. with the Cougs, man. You know, you know when you played baseball and you pitched, mm-hmm. and you know you're familiar with the term a waste pitch. Oh yeah, I'm gonna throw a waste pitch here. I'm going okay. Boise State for the upset. If I lose the pick, I lose the pick. I don't care. I like it, man. But let's go Broncos. Let's go Broncos. I think Boise State. Now, if they were if they were playing on the blue field, I would definitely pick Boise State. Yeah, but I'm going to go with Boise State here because why not? Who cares? Yeah, like I said, this is a waste pitch. If I lose this pick, who cares? Because I'm pretty confident in my other ones. Well, JC, we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Hey, everybody, we sure appreciate it. We we enjoy the hell out of doing this. We thank you guys for listening. Um. Yeah, get on Twitter. Talk at us. You know we'll argue yeah. with you. We will certainly argue any, with you. Did you get any questions? Has uh, anybody responded? Yeah, there has questions? been a couple questions, but I got to be honest with you, I have not look. I have not paid enough attention to look at them. We need to do that. I need to do that. We did that one time in the past, and actually had some good questions, football related yeah. and otherwise. So yeah, we'll do that again. But uh, like I say, I've been so engrossed in this season. Uh. I really haven't paid much attention to the questions, but I need to. That's rude of me. I apologize. We'll do better. Yeah, I'll do so, better. so listeners, don't pay attention to what what Hunter said. Uh, I'm I'm Dick. telling you, I'm telling you to keep sending the questions. Yeah, I'm telling you that. Keep sending the questions. Stuff you want us to talk about. You know, things that you don't understand, and want us to help you out with, and we'll do whatever we can. We may not know the answer either. I mean, yeah, we 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 can bullshit pretty good, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we'll we'll try and get the answer for you. Um, we love talking sports. Uh, it's just one of the things that me and Hunter's always yeah. always done, and uh, you know, always always found a connection with it. Oh yeah, um, it's fun. But uh, oh yeah, it's a it's an absolute blast. And we've got uh, we've got some some news possibly uh, coming out towards the uh, the end of November, hopefully. Mm, and yeah. uh, so we'll. Uh, We'll give you a, a little sneak peek on that maybe um, later on at some point. 
Yeah. But uh, it's going to be something big for for the for dropouts. Us. Yeah, for us. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, something exciting. So looking forward to that too, buddy. Uh, but yeah, man, um, love it. I love doing this, man. Yeah, this is good I, stuff. I, I wish I wish we could do it every night. I really think. Yeah. We could uh, we could have something to talk if about. Somehow time, we but... could get paid to do this. No, dude. That, that would be, be so fantastic. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's willing to pay for it yet. But you know what? Again, we're going to keep doing this. Who cares? We're having a blast yeah. doing it. We love doing yeah, it for you guys. Stop. No. Yeah, we're not going to stop. And it, you know, like JT said, we're 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 very opinionated. If you learn something, that's probably by accident from this podcast. You know, but we do travel into facts, guys. You know, I think you guys know that by now. We're 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 realist for the most part. Of course, we're going to be protective over our team. But you know. Oh yeah. But anyway. But guys, yeah, thanks for listening, man. Subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends. I, I really like when we get new followers. It really boosts my self-esteem. I appreciate that. So, yeah. JT, tell the people goodbye. Man, as always, I love people that live life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Love that. Because that's the motto that I live by. Live life to the fullest. Because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, uh Amen to that. And of course, of course, always, 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 always go dogs. And I'll try not to get a black eye from mullet man when I play his pickup game. Uh, yeah, I hear you, man. Be careful with that. Don't thumb wrestle him either. <laughs> but yeah, guys, again, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And go dogs. We'll see you next time.